get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Doominal Crossing. Doom, what's going on, brother? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, SAC Anime uh, Winter, technically still going on today, but I only went during the uh, Saturday. And I got to show this really cool piece that I found uh, from one of the merch booths. It's... Um, yeah, it's the Super Metroid-style Samus with the blue visor. You got Ridley in the background. It's such a sick piece. I told myself that I wasn't going to buy anything this weekend, but I saw that, and I had to break my little rule there. So, right. yeah, we get, came home with some cool art, spent some time with some good friends, and yeah, good You're weekend starting all 2024 off as a liar, but I would be a liar as well if, uh, if I had that piece of artwork. For everybody listening on podcast form, by the way, I'm pretty sure you, uh, you posted this in our Discord, right? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. So if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna check out a more higher resolution version of that, I guess you can see more uh, uh, another picture of that in the Discord as well. Yeah, it does look look super slick. So go and check that out. Um, man, yeah, we got. Uh, it, it feels like it finally is winter because now it's snowing, now it's cold, and it's the perfect day to sit inside and podcast all day, which is exactly. What I've been doing, this is podcast number two for me today, and there's really no other way I'd rather spend my uh, my Sunday night. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into uh, what we got going on today. We've actually, we've done this on the Zelda cast before, where instead of just doing like Q&A, uh, because like you you tip, you sometimes get like some of the same questions, like which game would you want to see remade, which, which this, which that. We like to focus on game specific Q&A, so we started doing that with like obscure games like the Minish Cap or Triforce Heroes. Then we kind of branched off to like Ocarina of Time. So I thought I'd steal that gimmick today for Omega Metroid. And uh, and we got a lot of great questions about Metroid Fusion, which I'm really stoked to talk about. But before we get there, we got to do some plugging because we have got something cooking, percolating right now, and it's going to be ready next Sunday on January the 14th. 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 Spiteri Time, noon Central Time, and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. It's the third and final ZeldaCast versus Omega Metroid Trivia Extravaganza. So you, Mr. Duminal Crossing, are teaming up with uh, 
<laughs> Mr. Dakota Baggage Lasky to take on Allison and Jules representing Team ZeldaCast this year in a, a little bit of a twist on what we've done in years past. We've got Jeopardy going on this year. I have made two boards, one for those guys, one for ZeldaCast crew, and we're going to have a lot of good fun. Before I give a rundown of the rules, uh, any any thoughts, any words that you want your competition to know, Any uh, any anything that we need to know? I, I just, I think it's funny the word choices that you used on both of our announcements. On the Zelda cast, you're like, yo, join join the collab, everybody. It's going to be so much fun. Be there. And then for the Metroid cast, it's like, hey, everyone, tune into the Metroid. These guys are going to need it. And it's like, okay, well, I think we know which side uh, which side uh, one of our judges is playing here. Which, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, you know. Unbelievable. More, more, more the same. More I... the same. But, you know, hey, you know what? It's It's okay. It's okay because, you know, as a Metroid fan, we're used to being the underdogs, you know? We're, we're used to being on the under, underdogs. We're, we're, you know, we're used to climbing up the ropes. And so, you know. Well, let me tell you something, Doom. I'm not I'm not here. To... You can be mad at me. You can be mad at I'm, the ZeldaCast. You I'm, can be mad at your who, god. Who None of that's going to save you from Jeopardy. Because these questions are brutal. Uh, dude, I was putting these together. I didn't know, like, hardly any of them. Um, and, and they're questions that I made up. Most, most of them. I, I did dip a little bit here and there. But, like... It's brutal, so you better you better study up, man, because it's coming. And, and they're brutal on the Zelda side, too, I will say that. I, of course, am going to be the master of ceremonies, the fair and impartial uh, moderator, navigator, and I'm going to be calling it right down the middle, but I do have final say over everything, and I have a few tricks up my sleeve. And I'll give you a little bit of a hint, because no one can say that I don't love both my, my babies equally. Uh, so I told Allison earlier what her categories are. I'm going to do the same for you and I'll give you a hint. I'll give you the same hint I gave her. One category requires podcast knowledge, not, not like knowledge of the subject, but like knowledge of the actual podcast itself. And that's on the virtual theater side. Okay. So your categories, my friend on your Jeopardy board are as follows Metroid in the real world, 2d Metroid, Metroid prime, Zelda trivia, and Virtual Theater Pack 2.0. Sounds easy enough, right? Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Um, so it's going to be really fun. We've got uh, we've got like a, a really cool setup. I tested it yesterday. Hopefully it works. Uh, where each, each team has a board. And um, basically what's going to happen. Like I said, these questions are brutal. So you get... You get one chance to answer. The other team gets a, a chance to steal. You'll get a second chance to answer. And then they'll get their last chance to steal points. So hopefully between the four people, somebody comes up with some of these answers. Or else I'm just going to award myself points. And, uh, and I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'll curi- end up the winner. I'm curious what Metroid in the real world is. like. That's, let, that's... let me explain. Yeah, let me explain that. I, yeah. Again, just, just to give, you know, like a uh, impartial view of of how this is going to work that that category is like like things that happen in real life like what year was this done or what that kind of thing right like okay where 2d metroid and and metroid prime trivia are typically questions about like the in oh not even then though not always actually not always i shouldn't lie to you there's uh there's a whole plethora of different trivia questions and I think I think that you're gonna need to bring your A plus game because this is gonna be like dread mode, okay? Okay. Well, I've beaten dread mode, so hey, what's one more playthrough, right? Oh, yeah. Those those sound like fighting words. I like it. Doom is uh, <laughs> Doom is ready for next week. Uh, Dak will return. 
next week for for Jeopardy, and of course, Allison and Jules are both uh, are both ready for uh, ready for battle as well. I will say this: you I, you might even have a slight edge because I was talking to Al earlier today, and she was like, "Well, you know, Jules works for Omega, so she's got a little bit more Metroid knowledge." And I was like, "Well, Al." She's played the exact same amount of games that you have. And, in fact, it's the same game that you've played. So, you better study up, friend. You better study up. So, it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be streamed live on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm I'm super, I, super stoked. You know what? As, as, long, as long as there's no BS fan game questions this time, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Whatever um, difficulty you select, I'm fine with that. You know what? I don't think I don't think there is. I don't think there is. There Then then you know what? I say bring it on. I'm I'll, down for I'll that. tell <laughs> you this. Without spoiling anything, there is a question that's kind of related to AM2R. But I yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll just I'll just say that. So uh I don't know. I, that's a fan game, but I mean like that's like that's like the fan game, right? So like you should have some knowledge. I, about I, it. I feel it's skirting the edge, but I I I'll, I'll accept it. I think I think that's close enough. You what know? was the one last year? Um, Who's the main character? Oh, Metro from Rogue, Rogue Dawn. Dawn. It's Dawn. Yes. Well, see, that was that was an easy one. You should have had that. Any Metroid I've fan worth their salt? No, I'm kidding. I would have. I would have no idea. That's why it was like a really hard question, though, right? That was like the ultimate question for yours. Um, so, yeah. Get ready because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I actually, when I was promoting this earlier on uh, on the ZeldaCast when we were streaming, I had a couple of people just be like, "Go Omega!" So uh, we we've got a split crowd out there. We've got people chanting for for you guys, people chanting for them. So uh, so we'll have to see who shakes out and who comes away the victor. This is the rubber match, by the way. So we're tied one one. Twenty twenty one. I believe the ZeldaCast was defeated and you guys won, and then last year you guys lost. Is that right? lost in quotation marks but sure we, we can we can go with that no nah, no nah, you know no nah, i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna do that nonsense no nah, no nah, no nah. they 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 won they won fair and square they won fair and square but you know what 2024 is the year of metroid prime 4 and so you know we're, we're gonna do it for retro studios we're doing it for tanabe we're doing it for sakamoto you know we're, ju- we're just up in here you know well i i'm pumped i'm like legit like super super excited and uh, i hope that everybody checks it out now <clears throat> excuse me um if you if you can, obviously the best way to watch this is going to be live on twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. We're gonna upload the whole thing as we do every week, of course, on our YouTube page. So check that out. I mean, 99.9% of people listen to us on on podcast form. So you're you're still gonna have a great time if you're listening to it on podcast form. But this is one where you might want to actually check out the video because it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh cheap plug for our YouTube channel, which Doom has been doing a lot of great work on lately, honestly. So it's, uh, it's a really great experience. So go and thank you, Andy. Hey, you're welcome. That's the only nice thing I'm going to say for you until after next week's over. So there we go. That's fair. Fair game. (laughs) All right, let's, let's get into it. Shall we? This is an episode dedicated to Metroid fusion. And, uh, we've, we asked you, the listener to give us some questions about this game and we kind of got um we kind of got a broad spectrum actually a little bit i thought that maybe it would be like remake heavy and there certainly are remake questions in here but um lots of different uh lots of different kinds of questions here so let's let's just jump into it and i guess we should start over on twitter and uh our first question comes from our pal tony who was on the great metroid area ranking with me uh not that long ago and tony says 
Would you consider the linearity of Metroid Fusion to be a positive or a negative? I personally enjoy the linearity, but also wouldn't want every Metroid game to be structured that way. It's good to mix the formula up, in my opinion. Thanks. Um, I have an answer, but but you go ahead, Doom. You, you take the first one, and we'll trade back and forth. I... I, I think I'm more in Tony's camp. I don't know if I agree 100% with it, but I definitely lean more towards that where it's like, hey, I definitely don't want every single Metroid game to be in the style of fusion and that style of linearity. Definitely that more Super Metroid style of kind of progression is kind of my preferred preference when it comes to 2D Metroid. Um, that being said, I think fusion, for the most part, definitely not perfect. Definitely not perfect. Mm. But, you know, and we were talking about this... I can't remember if it was the last episode or two episodes ago when we were talking... No, it was on Great Area Metroid Ranking. We were talking about the um, the uh, the main deck. That's where, that's where right, I was uh, ringing my right. bell. Where, it, where Fusion uses its linearity to be able to have um, more scripted sequences that you can't really do when you have a more open and freeform game. And it lets the environments kind of evolve you know, as the narrative progresses. And that's stuff I really like. And that's kind of my favorite aspect of Fusion. And so in that regard, yeah, I think the linearity... like is like essential for fusion um but yeah, yeah otherwise don't really have much more to add to that I, I kind of agree with both of you guys where um at at the time when i played fusion and i was young when i played fusion but at the time i didn't like it and not that i didn't like metroid fusion but like I, I i did like it but i didn't like how linear it was i wanted to explore i wanted to be free to go and like roam around um and, and I think it took me a long time to, like, kind of get over that a little bit. Probably not until well into we started doing this podcast. Um, when I, when like, I really, like, I've played Metroid Fusion more in the four years that we've been doing this podcast than ever in my life added up combined in times by, like, five, right? Like, um, so I... I yeah, it's almost like we could write a whole strategy guide on it. I, well, I mean, if we did, I'd place it on somewhere maybe called OmegaMetroid.com. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I, I think that... The linearity of fusion, I, I'm not going to say it's a strength, but you're right. Like for the for this the story and the sequences that the game is trying to get across, it does work out well. I I wouldn't want other Metroid games to be as linear as as Metroid Fusion. I think like Samus Returns actually is kind of a nice little sweet spot where it's like it's a like linear experience quote unquote but like you like within those areas like they're so massive you can still kind of make your own way a little bit right like i think that's kind of the sweet spot about how much i would want future metro games to be again quote unquote linear and i always hate when people say that like linear games are bad like i don't think that's the truth yeah but, i um, agree yeah yeah for for metroid i i do think that uh i i guess like to answer the question verbatim the the linearity of metroid fusion it's probably a positive thing for Metroid Fusion, but I, I don't think that you could do that exact same thing again. I don't think. Maybe you could actually. I, I don't know, but I I think you I think you could, but again, I you, you not the exact same way that Fusion does it. I do yeah. think you could do a Fusion style game though, and definitely I would not want a repeat of Fusion. I think Fusion should be unique yeah. and you know it's celebrated for its uniqueness, and then I want other Metroid games to be unique in their own ways. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, all right, Metroid Theorist here. What are your thoughts on the role of Kokoro in Metroid Fusion? If it doesn't start from the beginning, please. I don't, do you know what the hell Kokoro is? I I I don't I don't know what that is, and I, I saw that was like a 23 minute video, and I'm like, I'm not watching that. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. I'm like, uh, nah. <laughs> okay, brother. I promise we're gonna make it up to you. 
uh, with a real... Next time you ask a question, we're going to give you such a wicked answer to make up for this. Uh, I don't know what Kokoro is, but it sounds like a Studio Ghibli thing. So uh, if, if it is, I'm down with it. Um, yeah, is, is that like a Korok seed? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're friends. <laughs> How did the BSL station crashing into SR388 blow up the planet? I get that the BSL is big, but I doubt it's big enough to make SR388 blow. That's from Slayer. This is a great question because I... Always. You know how, like, we talk about there's these moments in Metroid Fusion's story, which are, like, for the most part, the story's awesome, but there's just some of these instances where it's just like, what? This is one of them, because, like... Yeah. I don't know, man, because it, it doesn't make sense. So even if, like, even if the BSL was carrying, like, three nuclear bombs on it, right? Like, that that shouldn't be enough to blow up a planet. It, it definitely crippled the planet, for sure, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know exactly how that happened. I guess if you really wanted to, um, I don't know much about the uh, the planetary makeup of SR388. Maybe maybe somebody could be like, oh, well, you know, they, they crashed the ship right into the sweet spot in between the tectonic plates, and that's what caused a chain reaction, like Krypton. Like, oh, okay, like, that's okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just... But I also think it's it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know when you play video games or watch movies or whatever, and sometimes something happens, you're just like, I'll, I, whatever, I'm just going to go with it. This is one of those things where it's just like, <laughs> just go with it, you know? It's, it doesn't have to make sense. It's, it, it is what it is. Just, just go with it. Don't ask questions. Yeah, it's silly. I'm not even sure. It, it, it probably was blown up, but, like, the way I've interpreted it is because you don't actually see, you technically don't even see SR388 blow up. You just see the screen go to white. And so I just yeah. kind of interpret it as, like, the surface was scorched. Even that, though, is a pretty big stretch from just a little space yeah. station crash. Yeah. But, even if, Even if it's, like, massive. Like, the ship is, like, massive. Like, that's... Yeah. That's still a stretch. You know, speaking of, actually, uh, this is completely unrelated, but I was watching a sci-fi movie uh, on Disney+. Plus. So it's called The Creator. Kind of, like, a cool little idea there. They've got this, like, ginormous... They said it costs a trillion dollars, like, ship in the sky, and it's, like, beaming down missiles and stuff like that. It looked kind of cool. Anyone anyone looking for, like, a good sci-fi... Kind of heavy on sci-fi tropes, but whatever. That's okay. Anyone looking for a good I, time? I heard that movie... I, I heard that movie was pretty fun. I should check that out. Yeah, it, it was, like, a solid... It was, like, a solid sci-fi movie. Like, nothing nothing you probably haven't seen before, but uh, it was a good time. Um, all right, this is from our pal, Harky Man. If Metroid Fusion was remade and expanded in the same vein as Metroid 2, what additional story beats and abilities would you want? So we've covered this actually pretty extensively. Um, story beats and abilities. What do you think? I mean, it's got to be got to be the the dash or not the dash like slide. Um, what's the, what's yeah. the dash? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for from the, the flash shift? Flash shift. Thank you. That's got to be included, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the slide, I, I personally can't see any 2D Metroids going forward without no the way. slide. That's It feels like, yeah, that's you just gotta one of those things. Slide. Like, you, you, you can't go back after that. Like, even if you remake Super Metroid, you got to have the slide in there. It's um, just absolutely simple to not have it. Running and jumping um, with your Shine Spark, for that matter, as well. Yeah, all the expanded Shine Spark abilities, absolutely. Even, like, um, you know, even Zero Mission expanded on the Shine Spark from what you could do on Fusion. But especially, like, you know, post-Dread with, like, all the ridiculous maneuvers you can do now going in yeah. and out of morph ball while jumping and metro fusion yeah, being able to like the base game has some sick shine spark puzzles yeah. as it is so like I, I could i could be really behind that getting into a remake um you know story and perhaps elements... there's even I'm sorry, uh, i was just gonna say perhaps i was just gonna say perhaps there's even more ways you could expand 
the shine spark uh even from what you did in dread but yeah maybe that's something we'll talk about in a future episode um i don't know if you can see that through my glasses uh, you're you're uh you're hidden behind your <laughs> your specs there bud um story elements i you know i'm not i don't know necessarily that the game if it was to be remade needs like a bunch of different story elements i, I like you could i guess give more personality to like the bsl itself and like talk about maybe like the ship maybe you could have logs maybe some of the crew etc etc I, I don't think you need that like i i feel like that's a little bit superfluous but like yeah i mean i guess you could include I, maybe a scene of like ridley coming onto the bsl or something i don't know yeah yeah i don't think you need new story elements maybe just you know more refinement and cleaning up of like what's already yeah. there you know just you know you know just massage those story threads a bit more yeah. Um, so that you know, le- so that less goofy stuff happens, like you know, S- uh, a space station blowing up an entire planet, for instance, <laughs> or uh, AI just like you know, what would be great. Put a scene where Adam is like he's going like full uh, Total Recall, and like his brain is being put into the computer or something <laughs> like that, because that was like, golly, that was goofy. Uh, anything to make that better would be wicked. Um, all right, this is from John McClure. Actually, this is a question, but it's a recommendation, so let's go. Have you played Disney Illusion Island? I know it sounds weird, but it reminds me somewhat of the old school Metroid for those looking for Metroid itch with a Disney twist. I heard that, actually. I heard that from, like, someone that it was, like, actually kind of a cool Metroidvania. I have never heard of this game before. That is very interesting, though. Yeah, I um, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that I'd probably go out of my way to play it, because I'm, I'm not, like, the most ginormous Disney guy, but... I don't know if it was like on sale for a couple bucks and I had a, a gap in between what I had going on. I, I think I'd be down for that. And especially for like parents looking to get their kid. You know, you're looking to indoctrinate your kids into a Metroidvania at a young age, build them up to, to Super Metroid eventually. You could probably do a lot worse than uh, Disney Illusion Island. There you go. Sure, so you can do Metroid Other M. beating of the dead horse (laughs) Um, well thanks for the recommendation john that's uh that's a great that's a great uh recommendation um doom gc uh what are your thoughts about the galactic federation involvement in cloning metroids i'm surprised it wasn't even mentioned in dread let's not even go there um does the secret (laughs) We've, we've covered that a billion times yes does the secret required shine spark parkour conversation is canon in this galactic federation conspiracy um so let's tackle the second part first i i don't think that that's canon that that secret conversation yep. yeah 100 I mean, agree especially they break the fourth wall and literally yeah. address the player that kind of tells me you know everything right there right so like there's definitely some parts of it that are cool but yeah canon i i don't think so. i think it's just more of like a cool little easter egg like you know like a, a little something the developers put in um the first part of it I loved the idea of the Galactic Federation cloning Metroids. I, I love that. I still love it, actually. It's just, like, so nefarious and so, like... It's just, like, something, like, a big, ginormous corporation would do. You know what I mean? Like, like if we had Metroids in the real world, you couldn't tell me that Amazon would be working on something right now as we speak in order to, like, replace humans with Metroids to deliver... I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, like... It's such a skeezy, evil thing to do that like i i love it i think it really fits actually I, I i've said it before and i love the interpretation of the galactic federation being like the ocp uh of the metroid universe 
which very relevant, you know, considering my uh, recent game of the year, uh, Nom Robocop uh, Rogue City. But yeah, that's kind of my favorite interpretation of the Galactic Federation. Um, yeah, I uh, it's just shame they don't seem to be going that way, but maybe they'll revisit in the future. I don't know. I've already yeah. talked about it before, though. I, like, I, I think that if you want to revisit that storyline, you can revisit that storyline and, and get back there pretty quickly and pretty easily. So I, I like... I don't want to. I don't want to beat that dead horse. We've God. We've milked yeah. that teat absolutely dry. But uh, you know, it, it is. Uh, it is a story I think worth exploring and worth going back to one day if if they want to. And if if not, then that's fine. Um, all right, let's keep on going here. This is from Rigo, and this is a great question. And and we've talked about this a little bit before, but I don't think we've ever point blank just been asked if Metroid Fusion were to have a remake. And you would have to choose between first person like Metroid Prime or 2D like Metroid Dread. Which one would you choose? What say you? I mean, I think I'd still go 2D at the end of the day, but a first person fusion game could be really unique and interesting. I will say that. Well, I guess, um, I guess just when I think of it, like when I think of first person games, I'd rather, you know, Retro Studios like make a brand new original game than like doing a you know a full remake and prime remastered is different because you know that's a remaster you know it's still the yeah still the mostly the same game at the end of the day aside from the visuals but yeah i i think i think a first person fusion game could be really interesting but i think i think if you you know roll the dice i'd still go with 2d yeah i, I think i would too um because i think a lot of the elements that make metroid fusion so engaging like the sax specifically i don't know at least in like the current way that the game is built, if you're going to get that same level of excitement in a first person game. And for example, like what I mean is like, I think one of the most um, spectacular sequences of the game is like when you're getting chased by the SAX and you have to freeze it and run away. And and you kind of, you don't exactly get that same replication if you're, if you're moving in first person, because then you don't see the SAX behind you. Now they could probably change that of course, but like, I, I think like just, just generally speaking, I, I would rather, I'd probably rather the uh, the game stay 2D just because, like what we were talking about earlier too, like such a big part of, of what I love about Metro Fusion is all like the great Shine Spark puzzles and stuff like that, which we haven't quite cracked the code about how to do Shine Sparking in first person yet. So um, we'll see though, we, maybe they'll get there, but I wouldn't be against it in first person. Like, I, I mean, I think and I'm probably speaking for a lot of people here, but like what I think of immediately is alien isolation, right? If you're first person and you have this thing stalking you, which I think could be great. I think that could be really great actually. So, um, 2d, but I'd be very open to the idea of, you know, uh, a big FPS Metroid prime Metroid fusion. I certainly, I certainly wouldn't be complaining. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. This is, uh, this is from drew shoe five Oh three. And it's it's so simple yet difficult. Rank all the bosses. Well, we did that. Actually, I think we did yeah, that we, not that yeah, long. Yeah, we li- we literally have an entire episode dedicated to that for the Fusion's twentieth anniversary. Yeah. So we won't be ranking all the bosses here, but I will recommend that you go listen to that episode. I thought it was a great episode. Uh, maybe maybe because we already gave Metroid Theorist kind of a lame answer on one, we can at least we can at least give an answer here. How about we just do like top three? What do you think about that? Okay, well, obviously our number one was is is Nightmare with uh, Yakuza and a very close second. Who did? What uh, was our number three game? I, I know I what feel number like... three was. 
It, well, I actually don't know. But if I was, I'm looking at this list of bosses, and if I were to pick my top three, it would probably be Nightmare at number one, just slightly, slightly edging out Yakuza at number two, and I'd probably put Box at number three. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Box two specifically. Box two specifically, fight, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. With the crazy like little I love the way that those like rockets look. They just look so funny. It's just they're yeah. just like classic game sprite rockets. And I love the way that the sprite of, of box looks. Um that would be another fight that would be really tough to do in uh in two D. And actually the the nightmare although you know what, the nightmare fight was pretty sweet in other M. You gotta give credit where it's due, so I mean I mean, you could totally do the box fight in a 3D. I mean, it's, uh, what, the second boss in Metroid Prime? If you know, you know. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> good fight. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, go over to, let's go over to Discord here, and let's keep these uh, questions going. Um, so I'm just going to work backwards here. This is from our pal Big Griff. Uh, Griffin only. If you could add one Metroid boss from a previous game, it can be from a 2D game or Prime game, to Metroid Fusion as an ex-Parasite, what would it be and what ability would Samus get for defeating it? Good question. Bring back Experiment. That's like one of the best boss fights ever. <laughs> give, give, me a, give me a round two on that guy. That seems like uh, you would be primed to get like a, a really cool beam because he has like that like like gross beam that he shoots out um I, I think that would be like super super sick i was i was actually trying to think of something from metroid prime because i feel like there's so many obvious candidates from like 2d metroid so the thing with uh the thing with prime 3 is i think most of the best boss battles in that game are hunters so that one is probably out right like i i don't think that we need to to bring back like any of the other bosses from that game um, and I'm kind of, cause I'm, I'm thinking of Metroid Prime and it's like, okay, well, like we have, we have Ridley, we have Metroid Prime itself. We have the Omega Pirate, but I feel like all of those are like kind of, kind of cool bosses in their, in their own right. So like, I, I'm kind of eyeing something potentially from, uh, from Echoes as I think might be a really cool boss. And I don't know, maybe, but like even Echoes, like all those bosses are so like you, like the jump guardian, you get the jump boots, like you, you get very specific you get very specific items from those bosses. I think it would be kind of cool to get like Shika in in like Exified because it's almost like like Shika's like Exified in in the battle where you where you fight it. Um, so I think that that could be a really cool boss battle in two D as well, like almost like Sarah's like kind of vibes. As for what you'd get, yeah, that would probably that would probably be my pick as well because I was thinking of like what you could do, and I was like thinking of Amorbus, but it's like. In 2D, that's probably going to be very similar to Ceres, so maybe maybe not that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe, uh, I mean, it depends on your game, right? But, like, um, seems like it would be kind of cool if, like, you could get some, like, kind of poison immunity or some some kind of suit that would give you immunity to poison or something. I don't know. Um, but that'd be cool. That'd be uh, that'd be really wicked to, to see. Um, let's move on here. Dreaded for myself and many others. Metroid Fusion was our first Metroid game. However, some would argue its structure is the most unique of the 2D Metroid titles due to its linear nature. What do you think of Metroid Fusion as a first impression of the Metroid series? And if a remake were to happen, what would need to change in order to make it an, ev an even better first impression for those looking to get into the series? So we kind of touch on the first half of that question. 
Um, my, I, like I said, my first impression was I, I didn't actually like it that much. Um, and I like when I said I didn't like it that much. What I what I really mean is like I wasn't absolutely in love with it. Like I was in love with Super Metroid. Like I was in love with Metroid Prime. I thought that Fusion was just like pretty good. Like like maybe even really good. But I I did notice like I even when I was like young playing this game. I was in grade ten when this game came out. Even then I was like. God, I wish I could just like go and do my thing. I wish I could go and do my thing. But I think if that was your first Metroid game, like Dax talked about it a lot, like I think that that was like fine for you. Like I think as a first impression, it was actually probably fine. I think the only people that really maybe felt stifled a little bit were people that played Super Metroid or, you know, even Nestroid. I don't know. Like you, I don't know if well, you would feel me. that way playing Metroid Prime. Would you well, first? Well, well, even me, like, Fusion was one of the last Metroid games I played. I played Super Metroid well before I played Fusion, and, you know, I still absolutely love Fusion. I feel like, for for me at least, like, I liked it enough on handheld, but when I rebought it on the Wii U and played it again on, like, my big TV and, like, got to, you know, experience the whole game, like, in, you know, in a theatrical format with surround sound, that's, like, when the game really shot up for me with its presentation. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it was just, like, an age difference on my end or if it really was... Just like that more theatrical presentation, but right. yeah, overall, overall, I would say like you're probably not going to dislike if Fusion is your first Metroid game. I you're probably going to have a really good time. I'd be oh, hard yeah. pressed to find someone who dislikes it and like never wants to play another Metroid game a- afterwards, unless you just aren't into the Metroidvania genre at all. Um, yeah. And then if you are someone who's who exclusively has you know investment with you know with more of these classic titles or stuff like Metroid Prime you know, that doesn't really hold your hand quite as much. And, you know, the explorations, you know, kind of a bit more all over the place. Then I could definitely see where Fusion would definitely, you know, you would be able to pick out more flaws in it and you might have a different impression. Yeah, I like you're you're bang on. Um, I just feel like I feel like Fusion is just such a solid, compact game, though, that like like I, I think in a lot of ways it's it's much more approachable for a new player than Super Metroid is. Even though like Oh, absolutely. I would always if somebody asked me like I've never played a Metroid game, what should I play? I always say Super Metroid because that gives you like a really kind of like true representation of what the series is all about. But like Zero Mission and Fusion specifically are are like much more catered towards newer players that are trying to figure it out. Actually, so the second part of this question is what would you do to make it more accessible? I have heard from like so I I've uh, I've been campaigning for years years for my to my Zelda dungeon friends like you got to get into Metroid you got to play Metroid and one thing that I've heard consistently from people about Metroid Fusion that I I always thought was funny but like I've heard consistently that people think it's a really difficult game so I mean like put an easy mode in to make it more accessible I don't know I I was always like kind of surprised by that because I. I don't really think fusion is that difficult at all, actually, but I've, I've heard it from like multiple people, like more than like four or five that it's a difficult game. And, uh, I don't know. That's one thing to consider, I guess. I remember my first playthrough. I must've been in high school when I played fusion for the first time. And I remember my first playthrough. I definitely thought it was difficult, but when I, when I replayed it again afterwards, I was like, why did I think this was difficult? So I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that's just kind of what happens on your first playthrough, but maybe. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, de- I definitely agree. You know, it doesn't hurt to put in, you know, an easy or a casual mode. I think I, I am personally all about having accessibility, uh, optional accessibility yeah. options and modifiers 
to make the game, you know, as fun for as many people as you can. A hundred percent. Like, I wish that there was like a, a wuss mode in Elden Ring, right? Because I would love to just go around and like not have to worry about <laughs> dying every six seconds. So I, I would say do the same for Metroid Fusion. Um, it does it, like it doesn't actually specifically answer the the question about like what changes structurally would you make, but I think putting an easy mode in would be great. I, I don't know, like it, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Like I remember playing Metroid Dread, and I was like, I think that this is actually a pretty difficult Metroid game, but like I guess like mm-hmm. you just play it enough, and then it's not difficult anymore necessarily, right? So maybe that's just the same thing. But I I don't remember it being that hard. I remember Super I Metroid. I feel like being Dread hard. is all. I feel like Dread is also a bit different because of the checkpoints as well. And yeah. I think that's what's so great about Dread's difficulty is like these bosses will pound you into the dirt even even more so than I think some of Echo's bosses. But the difference is that when you respawn, you'll respawn like right outside the room rather than at a stave station that's like a Forever couple miles right? outwards. Yeah. And so it makes and so, you know, it makes, you know, being able to, you know, to go back in again and again, you know, much less stressful and all that. Yeah. Um. So so one thing I would say Take a drink if you heard this before come out of my mouth. But, like, if they were doing a remake of Metroid Fusion, which I do think will happen eventually, um, one thing that I would expect and one thing that I do think would help the flow of the game tremendously, just get rid of those navigation rooms. Just get rid of them. You don't need them. Just have Adam just kind of... Oh, hello, Samus. It's Adam. And he just says all the stuff that he says to you while you're moving, while you're doing things. I think that would exponentially help players like it's just kind of and and have it too where you can go back and re-listen to all those logs too if you get lost on the story like that seems like a pretty easy change to make in order to kind of help new players uh just get into the groove of things a little bit more and i think it would help old i just think it would help the flow of that game so much but i i like i really think like um i don't know like i think if you're if you're new to Metroid and you're playing Metroid Fusion, I think it makes a really good first impression. The only the only time I don't think it makes a good first impression is maybe if you're like a really staunch diehard fan of like Super mm-hmm. Metroid, kind of like I was. I will say there is one, and this is something I, I disagree with, but I something I want to point out. There is a specific puzzle in the game that I've seen a ton of people complain complain about. It's I don't even know if puzzle's the right word, but it's it's a solution to a problem. It's it's near the beginning of the game, I think sector one, maybe sector two. And there's um uh you get trapped in like this very small pit, and there's seemingly no way out, and you have to bomb an invisible square to lift one of the pillars up. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many people complain about that. And personally, I don't get it, the complaint of that, because yeah, if if you were in a wide open environment where you could go anywhere you wanted to go yeah i could see how like finding that needle in a haystack is kind of bs but like you were in a very small enclosure you only have like maybe 10 squares at the absolute most and at that point all you can do is bomb the floor that's like the game is like teaching you hey bomb bomb the whole surface at that point and you have such a small area and even if you don't know the answer to that solution like if you do that you're going to find the solution naturally and so personally i disagree with that criticism but it is something I've seen come up a lot, and so I think it's something that should be pointed out. Yeah, yes and no. Like, like it's tough, right? Because you and I speak the Metroid language. Like, we've played so many yeah. Metroid games mm-hmm. that it, we take that for granted a little bit. That being said, I would, like, fully expect a remake to have, like, the scan pulse, like, right away, basically. Yeah. I could even just see, like, Adam being your scan pulse and say, like, okay, Adam, uh, what's what's going on here? Give me a, give me a report. And having that, like, block glow so so i agree i i i don't think that that would be really an issue um 
moving forward. Okay, this is a great question. This is also from Big Griff. I love this question. The various suit colors in Metroid Fusion are quite divisive, he says, in the Metroid community. If you could change the color scheme of the Fusion Various suit, what would you change it to? Great question, Big Griff. Great question. I would change... I would change all the other suits to Fusion Varia. That's all you get in the Fusion remake, baby. All Fusion Varia from start to finish. You know, <laughs> I I don't understand like the people that are just like so staunchly just like, oh yeah, the Fusion Varia suit is awesome. This thing looks like ass. Everybody knows it. You know it. <laughs> we all know it. We like we could say like I love it because it looks so ugly, and that's great. But like, I mean, this thing this thing is horrible. Like it it, it truly is maybe the worst suit in metroid and and i guess i respect the people that love it despite that but like if we're being honest with ourselves we can all admit that it looks terrible right hey listen don't hate me for appreciating fine art all right well when there's fine art and you appreciate it let me know but uh yeah this uh this this thing is horrible this thing is absolutely horrible um i actually forget what color is the metroid fusion gravity suit I can't remember. Uh, it's it's like purple and blue. That's what I thought. Okay, so I'm I'm doing some quick research here because I one of my one of my things about um, one of my things about Metroid Fusion in the suits is I don't actually think any of the suits look good except for the base suit, and I think it's yeah. because they're missing the shoulder pads. I think uh, could be why. I would I would actually basically. Oh God, I just googled the. Uh, I just googled the fusion suit. This thing is just awful. So I don't think that the Omega suit looks that good, and I don't think that the the Varia suit looks that good. But the Gravity suit actually does look kind of cool. I would probably actually flip the colors on the Gravity suit, and and I'll, I'll get to where I'm going here because the the this torso color is the same color as the power suit like shoulders, right? So I would keep that blue that's on Samus's shoulders in the fusion suit for every suit, like everything, like the various suit, the gravity suit, Omega suit. And I would just like have the, the, the torso color change. So for, I don't know, for Varia, you know, know what I, you know what I think I would do? I would have it so that, um, none of the suits are palette swaps, kind of like in Metroid dread, you know, you, you get a new suit, you get a very slight upgrade on, you know, the actual design, not just, you know, the colors and whatnot. And then by the time you get the Omega suit, it's the various suit from Metroid Dread. No, no. I think it's that the, makes it's sense. It's the power suit from Metroid Dread because it's still blue and red helmet, but now it's white. The torso is white. That would be the bomb. That would be so sick. And they just kept that like really slick looking teal throughout the entire game. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think that uh, honestly, I think that you could put the the teal on the on the various suit and that would look fine. And you could, like I said, just swap the the teal and the purple on the gravity suit, and that would look fine. And then for the Omega suit, you have teal and white, and that leads you right into Dread. That would look wicked. This this lime green, though, you know, Doom, when I bought my house, my basement was painted lime green. Like, legit lime green. Which, okay, like, that, that can work, except, I don't know if you can see it in the background here, but I've got cork on the ground. It's brown, right? So, like... That is also okay on its own, but the two of them together, oh, it was a tough look. It was really tough, and we knew that we had to eliminate one of them. And that's what I think when I when I look at this fusion various suit, because like 
If you had a different color, the green wouldn't be so awful if it wasn't like this bright pink and vice versa. But together, it's just like this dreadful concoction that I think if it was teal and pink, you'd be fine. You know what? I'm, th I'm thinking give it Monster Energy colors, lime green and black. Give it the Monster Energy MLG gaming look. That That's what I say. I'm not going to lie. I, that's that not going to happen. Awesome. That would look like it, it, really it slick. Uh, black's kind of a cheat code, though. Like any black suit looks like really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, as, as, a, as a as a fellow edgy early 2000s boy. Yeah, absolutely. Like black is the secret to the rule of cool. Honestly, like imagine if uh, if the standard suit instead of yellow was black, blue and red. Like that would look freaking awesome. Right. Um, yeah. Hey, that, maybe that Metroid Prime cool. 4 will tap into it. Maybe Metroid what, Prime what, did. What? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, like, what? Why, why does everyone love the phase on suit? Like. Yeah, it's black. Looks slick. Looks sleek. And you got the red visor too. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would do. I would uh, I would just keep that teal throughout the whole thing, throughout the whole game, because I think like the fusion suit is so iconic. Like why? Like you don't you don't really don't have it that much during the game before it's like this like gross throw up color, and then the gravity suit is pretty cool. But then you get that like super late into the game. So that's what I would do. But. I'm no artist, so uh, let me know what you think about that. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on. We have got another question from... Uh, actually, no, let me uh, let me rephrase that. We've got our first question from uh, Syriacus. I always struggle saying that name. I'm sorry, Syriacus. <laughs> um, speaking of Metroid Fusion improvements, how would you want a hypothetical remake to expand on the SAX and X in general? Can you guess my answer? Uh, is it what we covered on the Joey Ferris episode by any chance? <laughs> yes, but I am going to run through that again. Uh, but before I do, go ahead, Doom. Uh, so you want, I actually can't fully remember what it was, but you said you, I think you said you wanted something of a hybrid well, between I'll, like, okay, the, um, I'll just go, I'll just go for it right now if you want. Okay, go for it. So I think that the Emmy concept in Metroid Dread was awesome, but there is a lot of room to expand and improve upon that concept. But, like, how do you do that without, you know what I mean? Like, without bringing Emmys back. And I don't know that anyone is really, really begging for Emmys back. So this is my, this is my idea, okay? Each sector, each sector is like 80% of each sector is one big Emmy zone. Except instead of Emmys, it's the SAX, baby. And this thing is hunting you. This thing is sensitive to you making noise. It's sensitive to a bunch of different things. And the area is so much bigger that it can just pop up at any time. And this thing one hit kills you. I don't even think that you should be able to like counter it actually. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can. That would be kind of cheap if you couldn't. But like, I think like have each section as like one ginormous Emmy zone with the SAX stalking you, hunting you. Give some small moments of reprieve. Like let's, let's have some rooms that are, you know, safe and off limits. But for the whole, yeah, I think that would be like so awesome. If the SAX is mimicking Samus, I think the SAX should also be able to counter Samus, if you ask me. Kind of like the Tears of the Kingdom final boss. I was just going to say, that was so <laughs> sick. That that exactly is what it reminded me of when you do a flurry rush on Ganondorf. And this guy just flurry rushes you right back, and it's like, ooh. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe as the game progresses, you could, like... You could do that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, maybe once you get the various suit, then the SAX is going to start, like, countering your counters, and you got to be really slick in order to avoid it. But, of course, the best method would be 
don't get captured. But uh, mm. I think that would be like so awesome. Like it really add a level of unpredictability. Now it does come with some some negatives because that takes away some of the sequences that we were talking about earlier. But I I don't know. Maybe you could still have those sequences. I I think I think you can do both. You can have you can have the more random chance encounters, but then you can also have very specific script encounters that happen regardless. I think yeah. you can. I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Personally, well, I love cake. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know, man. Doesn't like does that not sound cool? Like a good idea? Like someone should yeah, hire me? That that that's the direction I would go in personally. There's um I can't remember if I brought it up during that Joey episode um that we did but there's a rom hack and i wish i could remember the name of it because it looked so awesome but i saw a trailer for it and it's a metroid fusion rom hack that like you know changes a bunch of different things including the sax fights and each fight the sax progressively gets more powerful to start matching your abilities and by the end of the trailer um it has like three saxs in gravity suits just like chasing you underwater and like speed boosting you and they're like constantly on your tail and it looks terrifying and awesome, and I really w- would love something like that. This sounds so awesome. Did this ROM hack just come out? Or is it, is it, uh, is I, it, it was an like, old one? I, I saw it like a couple of years ago. I, again, if someone if someone who's watching this knows what I'm talking about, please let me know in the comments. Yeah, let this me know. It's killing me that I do not know the name of this. Um, I'm I'm taking a look at the, uh, the Metroid Fusion ROM hacks right now. And, and I don't see anything, but I I would love to play that. Maybe that would have to be, like, a ROM Hack Reviews Returns, because, like, that sounds wicked. Um, really cool, uh, actually, Metroid Fusion ROM Hack that I, uh, that I covered, Metroid Oil Spill. Very tough. Golly, that game was hard. Uh, speaking of a hard Metroid game. Um, yeah, if you know what that is, let us know, because that sounds wicked. Um, actually, and, and to answer the second part of that question... With other things that you would do with the X in general, I think I'd like to see... Like, I think if, if this game gets remade, the sectors are going to be expanded, obviously. I think I would just like to see more puzzles, like the ones where you have to, like, eliminate the X and wait for them to morph into something else. And you know what I mean? Like, just kind of use those yeah. transformations mm-hmm. in order to, like, do some more stuff in rooms. Because, like, Metroid Fusion had a couple here and there. I think we all remember the one where, like, you got to shoot an enemy three times and it turns into the big slimy thing you got to freeze it and then you can shine spark let's have more of that i I love that kind of stuff i agree i would also have um more interconnectivity between the areas as well because you don't really unlock that until like the ending of the game and even then you you can only go from like the sides of the area to another sector which which i get what they're trying to go for they're trying to mimic like you know the circular area of the bsl but i think there's i think there's other ways that you can make that work better and i would just like to have you know you know, more, more travel options. I, I think what I would do on that subject, I think I would actually keep it the same where like the, the, the areas lead into each other in that cylinder kind of fashion. Cause actually I, I really like that attention to detail in Metroid fusion and I never fully appreciated it until I was a little bit older and I was like, Oh, that's what the BSL shaped like. That's why it's like that. But I think you, again, you can have your cake and eat it too. Throw in some, some teleport stations. Why not? Right? Like just, have that be mm-hmm. the way uh simplest answer usually is the way to go so I, I think that that would be really cool um all right this question is from mikey nintendo does not seem likely to start porting their games to steam like sony has begun to but i think the metroid franchise would have the best chance to make the most sense to be released with pc ports do you think metroid could ever be released on steam pc the answer is no yeah Sorry. uh d- uh definitely not i mean 
I, I will say, and I'm, my answer is still absolutely not, but I will say there was a time where we thought the notion of Nintendo doing mobile games was absolute insanity, like never going to happen. And now we have like, what, four or five of them now? Again, different scenario still is not going to happen, you know, in terms of PC ports, but just wanted to throw that out there. I actually just thought of an idea for our previous question, though, regarding um, regarding oh, yeah. the, the okay. transport spaces. How about how about this? So you know the tram stations that are in Metroid Dread. Well, those all those all go, go horizontal. What if you still have you know the little vertical tubes, but then for the trans stations, um, you you have them facing. I, I don't I don't know what you call that access, but like you have it going towards the background instead of going horizontally side to side, and so that way it goes to one of the, the sector that's like directly across from it in what the three D space would be. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. So instead of going from right to left, you're thinking of going like backwards and forwards forward, in a, in forward a 2D. and backwards. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that could work. I, I think that might be overcomplicating it a little bit. I, I, personally, I would just slap in a few teleport stations and like, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, if it, if it works, it works. And I think that that works. But uh, I mean, that could be that could be kind of cool as well. But I, I don't know that you absolutely need that. Um, I, I do want to I do want to follow up on the Steam question though because I I don't want to give like a super short answer there. I mean it, it's not impossible, but there's no chance right now that that ever happens. I think like the only the only way I see that happening is the day when Nintendo is not making consoles anymore. If that day ever occurs, um, and that's pretty much that. Yeah, I think that's yeah pretty Nintendo. Much it. Nintendo wasn't even porting their games to PC during the Wii era, the Wii U era, when they were like at or near rock bottom. So they would yeah. have to do, they would have to be in a situation even worse than that you to um, get you to know the what PC. Would be a more and at likely, this moment, we are far from that. Oh, we're we're like a thousand light years from that. Yeah, this scenario is more likely, and this scenario is like not likely at all. I could see Nintendo creating their own platform to rival Steam and then potentially putting some of their games on there that could run on a PC. I don't see that happening, but I think that's yeah. more likely than those games get added to Steam. I I agree. Yeah, that 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 is a very Nintendo move. I could I, Nintendo as in they're never going to do it, but yeah, yeah. I I, I give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is from Metroda. Uh, would a fusion remake be the perfect test trial for a true Samus keeps her abilities from the previous game idea? If the initial cutscene mission to SR388 was instead playable, I like that, um, up to a short point when Samus first encounters the X, maybe 5-10 minutes of gameplay, during which you can access all of Samus's abilities due to them carrying over from Super Metroid. Yeah, like what you're describing sounds a lot like the, um... Like the Frigate Orpheon from Metroid Prime, which which is great, an amazing sequence. Um, yeah, I, I would be if they if they were to do a remake and they were to expand a bunch of things, I think that would be a really really cool idea to expand, like really cool. And why not just start like again? I, I feel like you're right. You nailed it. it. It would be a short section, so like let's just have all of our abilities. Now the the area itself would probably be limited in how you could explore, but like. I'm for I'm all for that. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of mixed on this, and I'll, I'll I'll get into it. So the actual scenario itself, really cool. Like I'm all for like expanding that SR388 sequence, making it playable, giving Samus her full kit, and then taking all that away. Similar to Frigate Orpheon, I agree with that. 
I'm not sure if I agree with the framing of the question, though, because when most people talk about, you know, a test trial for, you know, Metroid not losing your abilities, um, I think we mean that, you know, being active throughout yeah, the game. start the game. Like, hey, all them. the... All, exactly. All the abilities you got in the last game, you start, you start them in the new game, and you never lose them at any point. You just gain new ones from there on out. I think that's what people means, and that that doesn't really address this. This scenario doesn't really address this. Great scenario, though. I'm totally on board for it, but I yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like these are two very different things. Yeah, you know what? You're you're right. Actually, you nailed it. Um, I, I love this scenario. I, I'd love to see that. I do like. I I don't know really what the perfect scenario is for keeping your abilities because like there's some there's some abilities now where it's just like okay like let let's not. Let's not worry about getting missiles again. Let's not worry about getting, uh, I don't know, the high jump boots again, right? But, like, to to be fair, Metroid Dread actually told us, that, like, you know, you can actually not have the Morph Ball for a really long time. And it's fun. It adds to the game. So, like, maybe and that not game having also, your, Yeah. That game also starts you off with missiles. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I think missiles is definitely one that, like, okay, let's just, let's just start our game with missiles. Um... I, I like I get I get what Dak has always kind of said where he wants to start the game fully powered. I like I there's and there's some abilities that you should absolutely have at the beginning of the game, but I do think that if you start the game with like all your powers, it just kind of takes away a little bit, at least to me, cuz then it's just like, well, if you're starting with all these abilities, then that means that these abilities aren't really like they're not going to take you to the end of the game, right? Like it which means that they're not really like that useful when you start which means you have to collect something else so you're really just disguising the fact that you still have to collect abilities so i I don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of my thoughts on it i think the formula the formula i think is always going to be like you're going to have to get a sequence of upgrades to get to the final boss and like when we say start the game with all abilities like you're still going to have to get those upgrades no matter what so it's kind of like eh. like if we start with if we start with this that means we have to get that whereas if we start with that that means we have to get this so it's like it's kind of like whatever I, I will say, and um, so I, pl- I played Star Wars Jedi Survivor this year. Uh, very, very disappointing. I'm not, I'm not going to go into that whole thing, but they actually, I think they did a really clever way of like slowly reintroducing you to the abilities that you got in the previous game, and they, it, they, and they do it all in the tutorial sequence, so that you technically don't start off with everything. But like as you, as you progress through, you will get into a situation where you have to use the ability. And then it's just part of, a, a part of your kit from that point forward, but and and like in universe you just didn't use it because you didn't need to, to that right. point I guess. But I also feel like that game isn't really isn't really that helpful in this because in Metroid you get a lot more abilities than you get in the um in the in the Star Wars Jedi games too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, like I I do like the idea, but like again, like if you have all of your abilities, like. What are you working towards other than just kind of like going through and defeating bosses and, and whatnot? And and like if you defeat bosses, what do you get for it? Like you've already have all your tools to unlock everything hypothetically, right? So like it's uh, – I don't know. I, I guess I could see a situation like – even this isn't really one for one though because like I mean Breath of the Wild, you start off. You can go to the final boss if you want, but if you choose to do everything else, you're going to have a way easier time at that final boss. Maybe they could replicate something similar, but – is it even a metroidvania at that point i'm not sure yeah it's a it's a really tough tough question i feel like maybe it's something we you know something we start to explore after prime four but i think before then that isn't really anything that i would put on the table 
Um, this is another great question from Big Griff. What is your favorite sound effect from Metroid Fusion? There, well, um, the missile sound effect when you hit an X parasite, that little gelatinous, <laughs> yeah, when when it just collides and it just explodes. Oh, that just. I thought for sure you were gonna troll that. me and say the Ridley scream. <laughs> oh, I. You know oh, what? I should have said that. Honestly, I should have. That that is a sound effect of Metroid Fusion. I, you're right though. That missile, like the crunch and like the, it's 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 very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, my answer is going to be the footsteps. I I love that. I love that, that sound that's effect. That's a good it's pick. So awesome. Um, but yeah, th- there is something about that little like crunch, isn't there? Like when you shoot something, it's it's very satisfying. Um, the, the missile sound effect in general, but I'm specifically talking about like when you hit a Corex, like it has this combination of crunch, but also yeah. you can hear like the, you know, the, the jelly of it as well. And it just like all, it just flows together so well. It feels right. It feels satisfying. Metroid Fusion has a lot of great sound effects, like a lot of like squishy, gross kind of just kind of sound effects. Yeah. Um, I think like, I actually really love, I'm, I can hear it in my head, but I'm trying to picture what it is. I think it's your charge shine spark. Actually, there's something about that that just sounds a little bit different than other games. Where it's just like, I can't describe it. It's just it, it's so like, I don't know. It just it sounds so like neat and like video gamey that it it kind of makes me smile just even like talking about it, and thinking about it. Um, Metro Fusion has a lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. Lots of sound design is I, is wicked. I I like the Shine Spark in or the Shine Spark sound of Fusion. I think it might be my least favorite version of it, though. Weirdly enough, I think I think Super and Zero Missions might be my favorite with Dreads very closely behind that, and then Fusion, which is still great. I like Fusions pro- and probably at the bottom. Uh, fair enough. I I just there's something about it like it's like it's just so obnoxious mm-hmm. about it almost that no. I, I kind of love it yeah um okay this is a uh actually let's let's take a break here from uh from big griff and we'll answer his other question in a second let's go up to new supreme man if you had to change one thing about fusion story what would you change okay so you can only change one thing you go ahead this what might would sound, you change this might sound this might sound weird but i would I, I would probably at this rate take out all the Galactic Federation stuff. Not to say Aww. that I didn't enjoy that. It's my not to say that I didn't enjoy that. It's my favorite story element of this game, but it's like at this point, like, hey, if you're not gonna build upon that and you're not gonna if you're not gonna do it, save that for another game. No way. I, that, that's I, what I completely I would say. disagree. What is what is fusion without the restricted zone reveal? Like what what is I mean, that I, game without it? I mean, I, I agree with all that, but it's like, again, like, where, do, where does it go? Like, he, my, my opinion is, like, even a really bad a bad plot point, I, I want to see it through to the end. I hate seeing plot points get introduced and never getting addressed again. Yeah, that's but, like, but that's you like don't know that it's never going to get addressed again, though, to be fair. You, you don't know that. It I mean, wasn't, just because it wasn't addressed in Metroid Dread does not mean it's never going to get addressed again. I, I, I disagree. I think if you take that out, what is Metroid Fusion? Like, other than just, like, running away from the SAX and you have this, like, weird computer. Because, like, without without the Galactic Federation involvement, like, that's pretty much a whole crux for, like, the whole story. That's why the SAX e- is on board. Either that or just address it all within the crux of that game. Now, maybe, that, maybe, yeah. maybe that would be my answer. That's, uh, that's an answer I can get behind is just, like, definitively have it answered. Um, I, oh, God, there's, there's a few things I would change. Okay, here's my honorable mention. I would very specifically specify 
who owns the BSL? Is was it the Galactic Federation that made the Metroid breeding program, or was it like a subsection? Maybe that's more of an other M story critique, but like spell it out, make it very clear. Is it the Galactic Federation, or is it like a little part of the Galactic Federation that is not infected the whole the whole core? Right? Like, who is the corrupt body here? Is the entire thing corrupt, or is it just these couple of guys? Um, so that would be one thing. But the, the no, if if I if I could only change one thing, Adam is the AI. Like you you gotta you gotta give me something better than like oh yeah uh, I forgot that we uploaded the the minds of great military leaders to become AIs and somebody thought that it'd be a great idea for my former commanding officer to uh, to be my AI on this mission. That's just <laughs> it's just, it's a bit too far for me. The, the Metroid Fusion does have a lot of um, a lot of very convenient things happening. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> I can accept a lot, right? Like I can I can accept the BSL station blew up SR three eighty eight. Okay, like I have questions, but I can accept that. When it even like when I played it the first time, I was just like, what? Like the computers like. It can talk now, like oh, um, so, and I think you could still do that moment. Like I, I think that'd be fine, but like, at least give us like like a throwaway line or something like that. Like Adam was was always into research, or like in one of those like scenes where Samus is on the elevator. She's like, after the death of Adam's brother, he uploaded his mind. To, you know, I don't know something, mm-hmm. um, something to make that a little less little less goofy because it's it's kind of goofy maybe maybe sandwich just knows right from the get-go that this is you know the brain of adam but like at this point it's like known that like these brains have like all their personalities wiped and maybe yeah. maybe maybe samus knows from that get-go which 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 is why she refers to it as adam Especially, especially after Metroid Dread, when you hear what Adam sounds like, it's like, how in the hell did you ever associate Adam with this with this robot personality? Like, I I, I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> just like maybe it's just like uh, we brought this AI to command you because it's based on the mind of a former colleague and commanding officer of yours, and we thought you might be more comfortable with it because you don't like taking orders from anybody. And then over the course of the game, the AI okay. develops an intelligence enough where it's just like maybe maybe it doesn't have like memories, but it's just like. This is what the real Adam would do. I kind even of that like, would be better. Kind of like, and it's the second time we're referencing it, what Murphy goes through in Robocop. Yeah. Let's go. I'm fine <laughs> with that. Like, you know, uh, have have the computer like pull a Blade Runner where it, like this replicant is like, "No, I'm fighting for humanity now." I would be fine with that. Like <laughs> anything would be better. Almost anything would be better. Let's not get generous. There's a lot of things that could be worse, but uh, yeah, the, that didn't land for me, as I've, I'm sure most people have heard me complain about multiple times on this show. That'd be my one thing. That'd be my one thing. All right, this is from Minneapolis King, our pal. Um, what do you think the scientists' reaction when we're, like, on board when the SAX first made its appearance? Confused at seeing Samus, or was it maybe, like, seeing Darth Vader towards the end of the hallway, stalking slowly towards you? I have a feeling that the, uh, reaction was, like, Oh, that sounds beep. like an that sounds like an awesome scene. I I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm thinking of like the I actually I didn't like Rogue One at all. 
Like, I thought that it was a bad movie. Really? Yeah, I thought it stunk, actually. But the scene of Vader at the end just slicing and dicing, that was sick. Imagine a scene like that with the SAX just, like, firing and slaying <laughs> and hacking and slashing. That would be that would be wicked. That would be something. And actually, um, like we were saying earlier, if you were expanding the story of uh, of the game... That would be something pretty cool where, like, you could maybe find a log and you could, like, see that and just, like, watch Samus, like, screw attacking these poor scientist bastards to death. I'm kind of just imagining kind of like in a in a Roar Unit 313 Easter egg, like in the um, Valhalla in Prime 3. That's kind of how I'm envisioning it going down. Yeah, okay. And it's like, at, and it's like at first, you know, they see the SAX show up and they're, like, a little confused but also concerned because it's like, the hell is Samus doing here? Like we didn't get any notification. There's no, there's no docking bay, docking bay thing that happened or or whatnot. And right. then it just starts slaughtering. And they at this point they don't know that it's the SAX. They think Samus has gone rogue. And so I, uh, I think there's a lot of things you can do. Until with that. you see an SAX, and all of a sudden, like the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park, there's two more that come Yo. from the sides. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go. That'd be so awesome. Oh, I'm so on board with this. God, that'd be great. Um, all right, maybe, one... and maybe some of, hold up, and maybe some of that footage is recovered after Fusion and it's misconceptualized and maybe that leads to the Federation not trusting Samus. There we go. That would be, that would be We're the cooking. cat's meow. Oh man, that sounds <laughs> sick. Nintendo should honestly hire us. We should, uh, like, we've described a really great Metroid Fusion remake here. Um, obviously, we're, uh, we can write these checks that we don't have to cash because we're not programmers or anything like that, but, uh, or, or uh, storyboard animators or anything, but by God, we laid out a pretty good blueprint here. We have one last question. This is from Big Griff. Um, we kind of touch on it, but let's just, uh, let's answer it and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, he says... The remakes Zero Mission and Samus Returns add notable pieces of new content. Uh, stealth Mission, Zodia, Aeon Abilities, Ridley Fight, etc., etc. Would a Fusion remake stay mostly the same or would something notable be added? If yes, what could that be and how could it be implemented without messing up the story and overall progression? I'm not referring to improving the SAX in some way. I mean something along the lines of new abilities, new areas, etc., etc. So I think the Emmy Zone idea, I think that'd be that'd be dope. Um, and I think like, I don't know. Cause like the, the examples that he listed Samus returns and zero mission, both had content like after the first game ended. I don't think you do that with Metroid fusion. I just, I think that it, each sector would be like greatly expanded, right? Like, like mm-hmm. cause the, the sectors are pretty small. Um, so expand the sectors. And I think that, I don't know. Like, do you, do you need more than that? Like, I, I feel like if you did go with that Emmy Zone concept, like that's that's kind of like a game breaker right there, almost. Like, do you need more? It's like it's technically not the beginning of the game, but we just you know we discussed from another yeah, question yeah, earlier about too, you know yeah. expanding that intro, and I feel like that's kind of the answer to Fusion, and perhaps you could even put in some Samus Return references to you know hit up on some of the lore that was introduced in that game as well to kind of further link those two games together. I think there's a lot of things you could do there, but yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think fusion ends perfectly, and you don't really need to and have another addendum after that. How about this? How about this as like a a paid DLC? Okay, let's say okay. that uh, after the events of fusion, you can unlock like a new mission, and you're playing as Ravenbeak, and you are on SR388. You're like, what is going on here? And you got to actually, I guess that that actually doesn't work because. Uh, 
he the he fought the X on ZDR, not SR388. Ah, oh, I had such a good idea there for a second, but uh, I think it's maybe gone now. maybe a play. I don't know, maybe like a playable SAX side campaign where you're just going throughout the station, just slaughtering everything. I don't know, maybe that's fun. Yeah, that could honestly be pretty cool too. Like, <laughs> I'm not really the biggest multiplayer in Metroid kind of guy, but like, imagine like Among Us kind of style where like there's there's ten of you playing as the SAX and one person playing as Samus and like survive as long as you can. That would be cool. But I, I like to answer the question. I think if you did that SAX like Emmy Zone idea. And expanded all the sections and you added in some new abilities like the slide and shine sparks and stuff like that. I would be completely content and satisfied with that. I don't think it needs any other like story or like extra sequence or anything like that. Um, Except for the story details that we introduced, of course. Yes, that would be that would be cool. Um, So, yeah, there we go. Well, that's the end of our Metroid Fusion Q&A. I think we did a. A dang good job answering some of these Metroid Fusion questions. And we've got, man, do we ever have some cool ideas for a remake? Man. Yeah, I was already loving our remake idea from last time. But, like, I think we just really just, you know, really just uh, put a good price tag on it. <laughs> um, So the year is now 2024. Two plus years removed from Metroid Dread. When do you think is reasonable to start potentially expecting the next 2D Metroid game? I 2026 think... is what I'm... 2026 is what I'm looking at because we had a four year wow. difference between um, Samus Returns and Dread. Okay. And so I expect something roughly, I expect something roughly similar to Mercury's Theme's next project. So I was maybe, maybe with the experience. That's also a possibility because, you know, they have a little bit more experience working with HD consoles now. So maybe this one. Right. Um, development goes faster i could see i could see it go go both ways i could see it being shorter i could see it being longer than last time i, I think right. there's a number of different ways so i'll just go in the middle and say four years just to be safe it all depends on that switch too coming out and uh when it well comes it's definitely out. metroid 6 will definitely be on the switch too i oh, am definitely. very confident in saying that yes the, the next 2d metroid game i feel very confident will be on the switch too uh, you know i i could see a world maybe maybe like a small Samus percentages where they were just like, all right, let's remake Metroid fusion and let's just stick it on the switch. For, Cause there's nothing going on for this, this console for like the last eight months of it being alive. Maybe, but I, even that, I don't know about that, man. No switch. No. So here's the thing. Switch two gets the exclusive, not crossed in the exclusive Metroid fusion remake, but then the switch gets Samus returns HD, baby. That would be that would be wicked. Actually, I, I, wish. I would love that. I wish. Um, well, I made that I made that post in our Discord three years ago, and I said come back in three years if this has not happened. So I've got like three months left for Samus Returns to get to the Switch. So fingers crossed. Um, thank you so much to everybody that asked us a Metroid Fusion question. I had a great time. We're gonna bring this back. We're gonna do more games. So uh, lo- lots of lots of fun stuff to come in the future. But of course, the big ticket for next week. You don't want to miss this. Omega, ZeldaCast, Trivia, Jeopardy, one final time. It is going to be awesome. Come and hang out with us on the 14th of January, 10 a.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. It is going to be super, super fun. Um, if you can't hang out with us live, don't worry. We'll have the whole episode up on YouTube after. And we will, of course, have it in uh, in podcast form as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. I hope that everyone can come and hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. 
Uh, I also want to plug something as well. So uh, the day after we record our uh, our big Zelda cast uh, showdown brawl trivia night, um, Awesome Games Done Quick is going to be uh, live uh, the following week. And there's a few Metroid events that are happening. We got a we got a Metroid Dread race. We got a Super Metroid Tool Assisted run, and we got a 100 uh, percent Prime Two run. And you know we don't do a lot of you know social uh, social events in the Discord. And so I was thinking. You know, uh, assuming that, you know, we're off work and we actually have free time, I was thinking that in the Discord during these events, uh, you know, maybe we could just have a have a little uh, live watch party and watch some good some good live Metroid content. So uh, hopefully we'll have some more details uh, by the start of next week. But, yeah, I want to give you all uh, lovely podcast listeners a heads up on that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. It's going to be great. It's going to be an awesome time. Come hang out with us and uh, see some some awesome games done quick um all right well we are going to get out of here uh, of course we would love for everybody to check out omegametroid.com uh you need metroid stuff you you got metroid stuff there by god maps guides strategies news thoughts everything is over on omegametroid.com check it out check out our youtube page as well like i was saying at the top of the show doom's been doing some really great stuff over there and there is uh if you ever want to watch these episodes with video and see our smiling faces we're over there so come and check us out um and of course wherever you are on social we are at omega metroid pod i am at spateri 316 and doom is at doom Metal cross uh like subscribe rate review recommend all that fun stuff you got a metroid fan in your life tell them about the omega metroid podcast we're doing this weekly we're the only people doing a metroid show weekly so uh you know give us some love tell us uh recommend us to that metroid fan in your life that my friends is going to do it for us and tell the big show on the 14th make sure that you come and hang out with us so until then everybody take care